bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Well, we thought we'd replace the podcast this week with 30 minutes of somber music. Do you think that's... Uh, you think that's... <laughs> well done. Well done, Guy. Um, that's what they we, do on these occasions, isn't it? <laughs> we're trying very hard to uh, remain cheerful, are we not? Um, I'm countering the um, uh, funereal music with some very nice uh, coffee and walnut cake. It's good stuff, isn't it? Why not? And um, we're both smiling. Yeah, that's the important thing. Uh, and uh, well, what, else, what all, else can you do at the no, moment? We, I mean, everybody's angry, everybody's upset, everybody's down in the dumps. But we see it as our job, maybe a little bit on the podcast, to try and raise the mood just a little bit. But this is a Talk United podcast, and we could be ninety minutes away from relegation. So let, uh, let's start from there, and the only way is up. Isn't yes, it? quite. Let, let, let's lay it. Cards on the table. Um, United have to beat Halifax on Saturday. They have to win their last four matches to have any realistic hope of staying up. Uh, anything less than a victory on Saturday will see them uh, relegated, yeah. effectively. Um, uh, and that's, that's, that's pretty depressing one way or another, yeah, isn't it? That's it. I mean, we, our, our fate is very much in the hands of Woking, isn't it? It is. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to excuse myself from the podcast for a second to close the window because the traffic noise is possibly possibly getting in the way. We opened it because, of course, summer has arrived. And uh, well done. Yeah, summer has finally arrived. Um, uh, I've come to work with a pullover, as usually, overdressed. Indeed. <laughs> um, guys in his short-sleeved shirt and ready for anything well, but it is warm in here so apologies for uh, deserting my post there but hopefully you can hear us a little bit better now so um yeah so let's talk a little bit about the two games that have uh, happened since we last podcasted well dover they, they could not have gone uh, it, let's face it united headed off to dover on the back of six points from yeah. easter um we were full of hope uh, this time of last hope, week weren't we we were um and all right the defeat at dover one nil wasn't the biggest shock in the history of football But uh, what happened in the last half hour after Dover scored yeah. uh, really, I think, pulled the rug out from uh, uh, everybody. Because when, when we look back on this season and we look for key moments when things happened that contributed to whatever the end game actually is, the two red cards at Dover could not have come at a worse time for us. Could no, they, they couldn't. Um, there are many others. Uh, we, we, we did a, a quick calculation on the coach going up north somewhere a couple of weeks ago which revealed that Torquay United have lost 12 points this season from goals scored in the last five minutes of matches or stoppage really? time yeah and of course you stick 12 points onto Torquay's total if you even stick six or eight on the on their total now the job's probably done um, but no that wasn't the case at Dover beg my pardon uh, uh, United frustratingly were as good as Dover in most yeah. respects um, but the sending off of um, uh, Reece, first Reese Healy for two bookings and then Elliot Romain yeah. right at the end uh, both of them debatable decisions but we'll have a chat about that in a second um, uh, really removed yeah. almost the two men with all due respect to Brett Williams and Jamie Reid and the club's other strikers the two guys who I think most people were looking 
to 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 help to yeah. pull something out of the fire. And when we, I know he's not been with us for very long, but when we play without Elliot Romain, we're a noticeably lesser team, aren't we? Well, they, the, the Dagenham game that we keep returning to the Dagenham game, but we played that without him. Well, uh, uh, United came back, uh, tackled that Dagenham game on the back of uh, what was it, nine points out of yeah. twelve, something like that? No, ten points out of twelve. Uh, the win at Maidenhead, uh, two successive home games coming against yeah. the Dagenham team in a mess, and then Sutton United. Uh, Elliot Romain, uh, cup tied, no, uh, not cup tied, uh, um, uh, lone tied, tied, yeah. lone tied yeah. for, for the Dagenham game. United were dreadful, lost 3 0 at home, and then lost 3 2 in stoppage time to Sutton. It's those kind of yeah. just unaccountable. Uh, um, Results and performances. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't play badly against Sutton, but they still allowed Not well uh, enough, a, a promotion yeah. chasing team to to nick all three points um, uh, with a penalty in stoppage time. Mm. Um, uh, so let's, uh, let's look at the two sendings off then. Reese Healy, first of all, well, for I, the two yellows. Yeah, I mean, now, you, you were there. I've seen it on video, but you were there. Well, uh, my immediate feeling was, and uh, there's nothing as, uh, on the video as, as to change my mind, is no. that the first thing first uh, uh, was a penalty. It does um, look from the photographs, the still pictures, yeah. there's definitely some kind of contact between yes, them. Yes, that's right. In other words... Who leans uh, um, into who? Is the referee has called it a, quote, dive. Yeah. Uh, um, and and we, this has been a point which we've been discussing at, at length, haven't we, in, both online and in, yeah. in the paper this week, um, that the standard of refereeing, and, and this isn't a, a go at, at Carl Brook in, in particular, who was the referee at, at, at Dover, uh, we, we I personally, have never, ever gone down the road of knocking referees. Mm. Uh, I think we all have our views on the standard of refereeing, but uh, maybe last Saturday just nudged yours truly uh, uh, towards having a bit of a go. Yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, the standard this season in the conference, in the National League, I think I'd be staggered if anybody's prepared to stand up and say it was good because it it, it, it hasn't been. And then, of course, you get a referee on Tuesday night against Fylde, um, uh, Sabas Yani, um, who is in complete contrast. And they were chalk it, and it, cheese, it, weren't they? The two it, referees. This, yeah. this is a guy who hopefully, hopefully, uh, we I repeat, is on his way up the ladder, yeah. um, who refereed with perfectly good sense uh, in difficult, wet, muddy, slippy conditions. Uh, there was one uh, uh, foul quite early in the game over in front of the pop side, yes. which was a potential booking uh, uh, offence. He pulled the player up, stopped him, had a chat, said, "Look, I presume he said, I'm giving you that one because of the pitch. Yeah, don't you know? Just be careful." And that's how you know we are crying out for more referees to yeah. referee games like that. Look, it, it is a horrendously difficult business. Look at Michael You've Oliver. You've only got to look at that. Juventus, look, look, yeah, look at Juventus Michael Oliver, uh, um, uh, Real Madrid, and yeah. and, and Juventus. Ma- <laughs> I see Buffon is now accusing Michael Oliver of ruining a dream, as if that was his job. That's not what he's there for. <laughs> no, is it? It, is, no. it isn't. No. Um, so uh, all of this is difficult. Uh, one of the points I've been trying to make this week is that if you leave aside whether referees are that good, bad, or indifferent. They are being repeatedly put in situations by the powers that be where with whole sets of new guidelines each season they've got to be stricter on this. Then the interpretation of this law changes. Then the interpretation of that law changes. They are constantly being put in a situation where they have to jump through hoops uh, and 
there's at least two assessors at this yeah. level sat in the stand each week. Because it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because they quite often sit behind they us. They do. And we, we're being journalists. We eavesdrop on the things that they say. And they do, they, they're so stringent, aren't they, on these yep. referees now? And, and, and the only way to get promoted up through the leagues is by getting marks. It's, yeah. it's, like, a, it's like a school exam situation. Uh, and uh, is that the right way? Okay, yes, you have to try and have a, a, a way of judging people's progress and their competence. Of course you do. Um, but are referees now refereeing, or are too many of them refereeing just to try and get the marks to get on up the ladder? I'm sure they are. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Your, your, your feeling is, well, hold on a minute. By the time you get to this level, pro football... Surely, uh, you know their interpret their their application of the laws and all that sort of stuff should be reasonably good anyway. Yeah. They know the laws; they can apply them. Surely, now the dip- what separates the referees who are going to be really good going up through the leagues and hopefully getting to uh, the Premier League and maybe one day the World Cup again because none of them Which, are going this that's time. That's extraordinary, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. And Gary Hours was, 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 I think, right to point that out at, yeah. at Dover that's, last Saturday. No, no English referees, no, English no, refer- no officials at all. have been selected to go to the World, World Cup. Cup. First time it's ever happened. Uh, and let's face it, um, who was the... Uh, um, balding ex-policeman from Yorkshire who did the World Cup final a couple of years ago. Um, um, names yeah. escapes me. Anyway. I can, I can picture yeah. him as well. No, damn good referee. Yeah. But uh, again, they aren't being selected. No. So clearly, whether, whether or not you or I are right, uh, um, something is not working. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the thing that separates uh, an ordinary referee from a really good referee is presence Man management, yeah. common sense, authority. Not whether you book f- for yeah. uh, 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 the sort of offence that uh, uh, Reese Healy was booked for last Saturday. Uh, I remember donkeys years ago, and some of our listeners, older listeners will remember, uh, uh, the South Devon League used to have a referee years and years ago called Chris Pappas. Yes. He is the yeah. best local yeah. referee I've ever seen. I think he came out of the services. He was in the Navy, I think. Um, you knew when you saw him on the pitch, and every player on the pitch knew who was in charge. Mm. And it wasn't through strutting around and waving fingers at people. He used to have a quiet word every now and again. Yeah. He used to have a word with the captain, sort him out, skipper, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you watched him referee, and I, I used to come. I, I almost used to enjoy watching him referee yeah. more yeah. than as much as watching the game. And uh, because it, because of how easy he made it look. And you talk about authority, and that authority doesn't come from waving cards around and it blowing doesn't. your whistle and attracting attention to yourself. No, as some referees. And sometimes do. referees. Let's face it; it's in a highly charged atmosphere. The players don't help themselves all the time. Anyway, we're right. in a culture now where people get the slightest clip and they go down as if they've been shot. So the ref that gets the crowd up. Yeah. So the referees are, are, are trying to handle that situation. And sometimes the referees, I think, have got to be more uh, um, gutsy in actually not booking things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Reese Healy's, uh, um, unless, of course, they misread the situation, in which case they're in trouble anyway. But Reese Healy's second booking at Dover last Saturday, he, he cut inside with the ball, overran it, tried to get it back, realised at the last second he was going to get there second, yeah. and actually checked his challenge. He didn't go through with the challenge. He still made contact, yeah. but it wasn't... He didn't go in didn't to go say... The studs no, 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 no way, no. absolutely not. Uh, and yet, that was a booking. I think 
if the referee had read that right, and presumably Carl Brook didn't read it right, mm. but of course the Dover defender went down in a heap. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and all of a sudden, the referee is now under pressure there. Uh, and this all comes down to opinions. It all comes down to decision making, just by the referees as much as it does the players. But um, uh, uh, it's it's got to the stage now where almost the game has never been cleaner. No, that's I mean true. you and I yeah. can remember when yeah. it was a pitch back, when it was a proper pitch battle, and and tackles would fly in from all over the place. As we, we can always remember those days, and nobody wants to see them back. Of course they don't. But the game has never been cleaner, and yet there's a blizzard of yellow and red cards yeah. going on. I think we quoted poor old Mr. Brooks' recent record. It's it's oh, scary. Yeah. In the, in his last thirteen games, fifty or fifty-one. He must yellow love the cards. paperwork. Well. I'm sure he doesn't lie enjoy it any more than anybody else. I'm sure he doesn't, you know, because it just brings pressure, more more pressure yeah. on him. Um, uh, and so, how can it be right that the game has never been cleaner? There are fewer mm. bad tackles, and yet the the bookings seem to be stacking yeah. up all the time. They're clearly booking people for other stuff, you know, just because a player goes down in the penalty area, and you think he's gone down a bit cheaply. If that happens to be your view, it doesn't. You know, does it have to be a booking for simulation? But possibly these assessors are sitting there and saying, Mark, yes. "Why didn't you book him for that?" Absolutely. And uh, yeah, um, and 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 a mark comes off, yeah. or, or or whatever it is. You know, um, funny enough, I was talking to Neil Warnock in in the week. He rang up to inquire about you know yeah. what my view That's of Reece the doing. yes, yeah. What, yeah. oh, what's happened yeah. with Reese? And I, we were discussing it, and he said, "Well, funny you should say that, Dave." But we're now getting noises to say that they don't think that every single so-called simulation should be a booking because they're almost admitting that yeah. there are grey areas on, on it all. Uh, um, I mean, in the, in the case in point at Dover, I think Rhys Healy... If, if Rhys Healy had st- stayed up, yeah. you'd have gone, well done for staying on your feet because there was contact there. Yeah. Um, he'd beaten um, Gigi, uh, Giancarlo Galifuoco. He was past him. Gigi has basically held his ground... Yeah. If not, just stuck his thigh out a little bit. I'm not saying he went to flatten him mm. or anything like that. It's one of those quite high-speed situations. One player is going at pace, yeah. and there's a clip. Okay, maybe uh, um, uh, uh, Reese Healy might have made a slightly better effort to stay on his feet. I don't, you know, that's, that's in the lap of the yeah. gods. But it's not like he's dived over fresh air, which, no. which you and I and everybody else will be the first pe- first people to say dive booking. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so even if it is one of ours, you know. It's oh no, just, ab- it, it's, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and this isn't a Talk United against the world thing. Mm. Uh, Talk United players go to ground too cheaply, just the same as everybody else. Hopefully not too often, but but it's you know we all know yeah. it happens. Um, so and then you saw you saw a referee on Tuesday night. You just knew he was calm. Yeah. In charge. Uh, and uh, yeah. you know, had confidence in him. Before we leave the Dover game, though, the Elliot remain straight red card. I think that was a really difficult one. Uh, I still don't think it was a red card, but I can understand why the referee sent him off. Remain uh, in a, a one-on-one with um, <laughs> Galifuoco again. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ball bouncing in between them. Uh, Elliot remain has gone, has got there first, has flicked the ball past him, and. In the act of flicking, the ball's off the ground, so he has yeah. to lift his boot. Um, 
JJ uh, stands his ground basically, uh, uh, even though he's second. He doesn't actually go in for the challenge yeah. and, and Remain's impetus carries him on in. And there are pictures that make it look as if Remain has, has tried to do him That's on the true. follow through. Yeah. But yeah. I don't believe he no. did. His foot was coming down by that stage. Okay, he carries on in and collides with, with Gigi. Um, you know, who goes down uh, and makes a bit of it. But. Yeah. Did okay. look fairly eye-watering, to be honest. The yeah. contact was in that um, in that lower abdomen region, <laughs> as the uh, commentators are. would have uh, it. I, I, it was it was if you want to call it a foul, foul, okay. Yeah. But a straight red card. I, I thought maybe even if the ref thinks he's gone in a bit aggressively. By the way, have you ever tackled without a, yeah. an element of no, aggression? Yeah. It was um, Bruce Rioch said in, in the piece that you did, which yeah. is in the Herald Express and it's on our website as well, Dave's piece about refereeing, you, do, you never tackle with a smile on your face. No, you? you never win one anyway. No. no. Um, so, and we've all seen players, and it's actually been, I, I've watched Match of the Day highlights on things, playing said, well, of course, he was booked for uh, tackling over aggressively. Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> There's mad, um, madness lies that way, doesn't it? Well, it, it, it does. You know, let's face it, nobody wants to see people going in with their studs up. Nobody wants to see lunging tackles where it's, quote, out of control. Mm. Of course you don't, and, and referees have to, have to punish that correctly. But I suppose at the end of the day, it's all about how referees read situations. Yeah. Um, I do believe it helps if you've played the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, because it gives you that insight into knowing whether a tackle is just mistimed and awkward as opposed to malicious yeah. uh, you know um, I've some of the worst tackles I've ever seen uh, uh, on a football pitch uh, <coughs> quite a lot of people would never even have seen them no. uh, they they yeah. were full backs clearing the ball up the line and, and a winger coming in or, or an opponent and just leaving his boot quietly off the ground and letting him kick onto it yeah nasty 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 but it's not like a, a Roy Keane job or anything right. like that um, but you, you, you have to know the game to yeah. realise how bad some of those are. True. We'll move on to the file game in a moment. We should, should just explain what's going on outside the window because I reckon this sounds pretty loud. There's a gentleman outside painting our building yellow. Now that's going to be great for the summer, isn't it? <laughs> but there's a fellow on a cherry picker who keeps going past the window painting something yellow. So we're waving to him. He's not looking in, but that's what the noise is. So the filed game, we were lucky to get a game on at all. Credit yep. to Chris Ralph and, and his, his team. A um, lot of work went into that. When yep. I first got to the ground... The referee and his uh, his officials were having a very slow walk around the centre circle, bouncing the footballs. And it did, honestly, it looked to me as if that game was not going to go ahead, but he decided to. Yeah, um, I think it was the right decision. I think it was. Uh, the, the conditions were playable. Uh, all Talk United got out of it was no points and a pitch smashed to pieces yes. uh, uh, for that thing. Um, you, it makes you wonder. Look back on the days when the sprinklers used to be turned on and uh, yeah, <laughs> the lights yeah. the lights turned off, the sprinklers on uh, for a quick half an hour. But we, uh, I did mean, I we, say that by the way? We can moan about the pitch, but Fylde yeah. managed to score three goals from open play. On yes, it, mind, the, mind, yeah. mind you, two were handed to them on a plate. They were yeah. uh, by hapless defending um, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Gary House was quite right to come out afterwards. He felt that the first goal might have been offside. He said, "But I'm not going to complain about that." He said, "Not with the way we defended." No. And um, you know, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, the, the defending, after especially you. for the two-headed goals, yeah, was you. just. By the dismal. way, their centre half headed them in, so it, yeah. it gives you yeah. an idea of. Uh, He'd come a long way un unattended from yeah. his own defence uh, yeah. and was left pretty much to his own devices. Plus in the trip the, from Fylde as well, yeah, so, inside uh, the six-yard box for both of them. Yeah. 
I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, Gary Hours obviously came out and faced the questions, but really, there's 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 nothing you can do after a performance like that. What well, the, the weird say? thing was, once again, United took the lead in that match with yeah. an early penalty. Uh, Brett Williams had two, one very good chance and one uh, great shot with a very good save to make it two nil, and this was yeah. all in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, and yet United have ended up being comprehensively beaten by a team that was physically stronger. I think that's yeah. worth saying. Uh, by the way, Danny Rowe is still on 28 goals for the season. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't score, he did not. but what he a was, good player he was. He looked. was instrumental though, wasn't he? He was, he was playing on the right yes. wing, so, so he was never dropping ever, into his own half. Absolutely. So never ever go down this road of, oh, he's just a goal poacher, or he's just a finisher. Oh. No, guys like that tend to be damn good footballers as well. Did he not hold the ball up? Well, in our half of the pitch, yeah. when we're trying to get back, superbly physically strong, know how, uh, and this is a guy that's been washing around, play for Droylston a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, Barrow. This isn't. I know he was rejected at Man United as a teenager. Uh, he nearly gave the game up then. Yeah. Uh, but you imagine the work he's put in to make himself the specimen he is now. He's not that quick, no. but he's a great technician, good on the mm. stead, not clever on the ball, but just really steady. Yeah. And physically, he can hold people off. And uh, no, I thought he did really well, even with even though he didn't hit the back no. of the net. Sure. So, well, um, I mean, it was his effort that was deflected into the path of, of uh, Muldoon yeah, for yeah, the first Jack goal. Um, um, no, no. It, and United ended up uh, well second best yeah. to a team yeah. that is going for it at the moment. Let's face it. Let, let's not forget. Filed were in the Conference North last season. Yeah. They, they won that league and they're coming up through. And the rate they're going, they could end up second. And it, it's about this time as well that we've we've come to. There was a, a time a few seasons ago where we're thinking we we playing the likes of AFC Fylde and North Ferriby and people like that. But I think Torquay fans have, have real, this is where we are now, isn't it? This is this is the reality of um, of non-league football. That's right. There's no point in trying to cling on to something that's um, that, that's long gone. No. But I mean, Fylde are a great example of a club that's picked itself up and you know. Well, they they, they, they invented side, they? themselves. Yeah. So they, 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 there isn't a place called there isn't a town called Fylde. It's it's a it's local a authority coast, area. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the, the yeah. people call it the Fylde Coast. Um, it, it's it's a new club, effectively. Are they with, at Lytham St Anne's then? Yeah, no, near Lytham St Anne's. It's between a couple of villages, uh, just yeah. off the M55 on the on the Blackpool Road. And the incredible thing is that Preston's only eight miles down the road. It's not it's not as far to Preston as it is to Brixham. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, Preston, Blackpool, Fleetwood, all within twenty minutes, yeah. half an hour's drive yeah. of, uh, of of Fylde. But they built this new ground. Um, they've got a following win. They've got a very ambitious chairman, um, uh, you know, who, who got some money. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they came up last year, and Dave Chandler, the manager, completely ripped his defence to pieces, re rebuilt his defence. So there's no thought of sitting on the laurels and maybe just trying to consolidate. And of course, on the back of of Rose goals and one or two other very decent players, as we saw yeah. on uh, on Tuesday night. Um, they're having the time of their lives. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're nailed on for the playoffs, aren't they? They're that's right. I mean, what, I mean, one of the few pluses of the current situation is that um, their next match on Saturday is against Maidstone. So yeah. uh, they could possibly do us a favour by, um, by beating them. They could indeed. Which brings us almost as if we planned it. Let's have a look ahead at the weekend's fixtures then. Talk here at home to Halifax. Halifax sitting oh, mid-table uh, when United drew one all at Halifax mid-season I yeah. think it was just before just after Christmas it was what, they drew one all there United played well but uh, Halifax looked 
as if they were, they'd, they'd made a good start to the season, got some points on the on the board. Um, uh, uh, they were one of eight teams to lead the table in the first couple of months of the season, and they went into free fall. And uh, Jamie Fullerton has come in as manager there now, yeah. uh, and what a good job he's done to sort of turn them round. Uh, they they put a little run together now. They beat Sutton two one on Tuesday night. They're in a, a week of four games in eight days. Yes, uh, this course, is Thursday yeah, they, as we speak. They play tonight, don't they? They play yeah, tonight yeah. again to Gateshead, finish that match, presumably get on the team coach tomorrow uh, and head down to Torquay. Uh, they won't be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. No. They don't have many household names. Uh, and one of them is Mike Fon- Fondop, um, yeah. who, who opened the season scoring a goal against Newton Abbott Spurs in a pre-season friendly for, uh, for the goals. Uh, before, did he really? yes, he did. did he really, and he you know, I hadn't realised that he ended yeah. up at Oxford City, I think it was, or or had he been at Oxford City? He went to Guiseley, yeah, moved on from there. Halifax have picked him up, and uh, and he's now doing a, a job for them up front. Good so, grief! Uh, so that would be yeah. a painful irony if he goes and gets one on Saturday. Um, and if United don't sharpen their defending up a little bit, um, he must fancy it. He but, must. Um, no, so United home to Halifax. Who've, I mean, who've Woking got? Woking are home to Bromley. Yeah. Um, now, Woking, as we all know, are still in free fall. Yes. Uh, they lost at Maidenhead, I think, in, in, in midweek. So we, we're desperate for Bromley, uh, who they haven't really got a squeak of the playoffs. They're in 10th. Yeah, they're, they're nine points adrift. off the playoffs, yeah. and I don't think they're probably going to make it. But they appeared to fight quite hard at Chester mm. on Tuesday night. They only lost 3-2 there, I think. Um uh, so we desperately want Bromley to do us a favour there. The other team, of course, that we're huge, other two teams that we're hugely interested in are Barrow. They're home to Ebbsfleet. Now, Ebbsfleet are on a little bit of a roll at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we They're need, on the edge of the playoffs. They are. Well, they they, they yeah. definitely can still get in. So we need Ebbsfleet to go there and get a result. Solihull play Geisley, bottom of the table. Have a horrible feeling at Solihull, who have been yeah. amazing this season under uh, Mark Yates and appear to be pulling out of trouble but you never know in this league you see the strange thing is Geisley have got games in hand Geisley Chester are, are down, down but Geisley who are below them are not yet down no they? they're not because they've got still got six games yeah. to play yeah. um, uh, which is a, a weird situation Geisley uh, Chester are actually one from bottom and they're already down yeah. um, and of course the games to play situation is what will happen if United don't beat Halifax because yeah. um, although technically they could in other words they simply won't have enough games to, to catch up even if the rest of them no. collapse so, and the other games in our division um, uh, Sutton v Hartlepool yeah. uh, Sutton the team that we're not quite sure whether they want to go up or not <laughs> they're, still, they're still sat there in third place <laughs> yeah, aren't they quite um, uh, and I think we've dealt with the others Barrow Ebbsfleet yeah. Solihull Geisley Woking v Bromley and Maidstone v Fylde. I think that Maidstone v Fylde game is a yeah. fascinating match. If 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 Fylde go there and win, um, Maidstone's uh, last few matches are uh, Maidstone actually will only have two games left after that. Um, yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, one of them, the first one, is away to Chester, who will. Yeah. Well, Chester are already down. <laughs> they, well, they have nothing to lose now. That's right. They, they're yeah. not going to want to finish the season on a low. The Chester fans won't want to see that, will they? Absolutely. And by all accounts, they're still having a bit of a go. Good for them. And then Maidstone's last match is home to Halifax. Well, Halifax will then not have much to play for. Right. So you. But again, these situations are, are interesting. Um, I, I remember a few years ago when United got relegated to the conference for the second time. 
yeah. uh, under, um, under Chris Hargreaves. Um, uh, United were actually relegated despite winning at Mansfield yes. uh, on the penultimate game of the season uh, because of other results. Uh, but on the last day of the season, Mansfield, who had absolutely nothing to play for, went to Bristol Rovers on the last day of the season. Bristol Rovers, this is, at, yeah. it, at, yeah. at the Mem. Packed house, Bristol Rovers trying to stay in the Football League. Mansfield won 1-0 and played as if their lives depended <laughs> on it. So let's not no. jump to too many conclusions and too many assumptions. Uh, that Halifax necessarily would go to Maidstone on the last day of the season and lie yeah. down. Uh, there's a new ma- newish manager in there. He'll be, he will certainly be there next season. He'll be looking at contracts. Players will be playing yep. for money <laughs> for their wages next year. They might go to Maidstone and get stuck in big time. You never know. And Chalky's remaining games then after Saturday, they're away at Hartlepool the following Saturday. Yep. There's a week's break. I think, you know, I, I think one of the really frustrating things, uh, just <laughs> one of the many frustrating things, uh, is that United went to Dover last Saturday, followed by filed mm. at home on Tuesday night. And I, maybe in my naivety, still believe that if they could get something from those two games and yeah. I think we even talked about it didn't we about whether we maybe yeah. a win from those two matches um, I still thought United were and are capable of winning their last four matches which would yeah. have given them 49 stroke 50 points yeah. now of course they can only get 49 and unfortunately uh, substitute 48 for that because of the, the goal, goal difference, difference. Yeah. the goal difference um, uh, I still think 50 points might give somebody a real chance mm. of staying up. Unfortunately, United can't make it now as a result yeah. of those two defeats. Uh, and you were quite right to flag that up at the start of the, the podcast that what happened at Dover, you know, yeah. uh, proved a crucial, uh, uh, proved proved absolutely crucial. Then after that, there's the uh, the Tuesday night game at home to Geisley. Home to Geisley. And then on the 28th, the last game of the season at home to Ebbsfleet, which, which will either be the Alamo. Or it'll be the biggest wake in in Torquay. That's right. Very difficult situation. Yeah. Um, we, le- well, let's face it. If there's something still riding on that match, we'll all be happy. We, 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 we would take that with both arms. Wouldn't take, we? take it now. Yeah. Okay. At the bottom of the agenda this week, then we thought we might uh, might mark your card on a couple of other events that are happening away from the football. Um, there's a big cycle race, isn't there, happening? Yeah, in the, the, South it's the biggest the biggest stage race of the year down here, the Totnes Veer, and very happily, it's it's all in South Devon. It's been forced away uh, uh, in recent years, but it's all in South Devon. And if anybody wants to pop out on Saturday morning before. Uh, heading down to the to the football, there's a time trial up Haytor from from, uh, from absolutely yes. If you want to see some suffering, go up and go up and. Uh, the last time I went up there on my bike, it took me an awful long time, <laughs> somewhat longer uh, than these guys. If you were. want to see some go, some grown men in distress, go and go and go up to the top car park. They'll be coming up there in all sorts of state on Saturday morning, and then there's a there's a pretty high well, we can't advertise a high speed. Uh, uh, closed circuit race because obviously all our listeners will be at Playmore but um, at the Velo Park on on Saturday afternoon there's a 70 mile road race on a circuit around South Brent and Avonwick on Sunday morning that should be good so get yourselves over to see that we're all rooting for a Devon rider in the Grand National Bryony come on Bryony Bryony Frost Frost is um, riding Milan's Bar yeah Thirty-three to one at the moment. Thirty-three to one, right down the bottom of the handicap. Low weight. She's already won on him this season, and I think she is so. She has been 
one of the great stars of this season. She had 45 wins already this yeah. season, which is amazing. Um, uh, and, uh, and of course, her dad won the Grand National yeah, in 1989. Jimmy that's Frost, right. So. Now hold on, is that 45 career wins or thought it is? It might be 45 career. I, I, I apologise for not knowing exactly, but anyway, she's won a whole series of races and quite a lot of prize money, and she's hugely popular. Um, and uh, don't count her out. She she is seriously she's, good. She's determined as well, and, isn't she? And she's yeah. won on Milan's bar. It's got a lightweight. It'll stay. Yeah, um, and with a bit of luck, if she doesn't run into some trouble, you should get some. Uh, you should get value for money. There you go. As you would have done if you followed our tip on the Paris Roubaix last week, we said Peter Sagan would win it, and he did. Um, we didn't do terribly well tipping our each way bets, though. But um, Sagan was unstoppable. Never mind. He's favourite again for the Amstel Gold this weekend. You He's won't go far wrong if you put something on him. Uh, Valverde is in that one as well. Well, it's a little bit hillier, isn't it? It down is to him. But I still urge you to um, to put ten shillings on Tish Benut. Yeah, he, you're, he's, you're, yeah, he's your man. Isn't he's he? my man. He's yeah. an each way bet, um, and I reckon he's he's the guy for an each way bet in this one. That's enough rambling on about cycling. Um, the important stuff happens on Saturday at Plainmore. We'll be there. Uh, do come up and say hello as ever. As ever, um, three o'clock kickoff. The, the stakes could not be higher. There's, we, we could, there's no hyperbole we can throw at this you, one. You, you, it is just as big as it gets. Forky have to win and hope yeah. that everyone else does them, or enough of the arrest, do, do them a favour. Uh, and then it will be all off to Hartlepool the following Saturday. Happy days, as they say. Thank you for your company. This has been the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast. And we finish as ever. Come, Come on, on, you, you yellows. yellows.